Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Oh, come, let us adore him. Merry Christmas, family. So good to see each one of you there. It's good to see just this full room and feel God's presence here with us, isn't it? Feels like Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to be our peace. I pray that you would speak to us today, that we'd hear what you have to say. In your name we ask it. Amen. Our verse this morning comes to us from Luke chapter 2, verse 14. It's a very familiar verse. It's the verse that the angel choir sang uh, to, the, to the shepherds, and uh, the music was amazing today. Am I right? Yeah? Yeah. So I would have to say um, I cannot begin to imagine what an angel choir would be like um, because this was pretty amazing, right? So, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so the angels are singing this to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he's pleased. And this is one of the reoccurring themes of Christmas, the theme of peace, right? We, uh, we visualize this idyllic birthright. Jesus is born. Yeah, he's kind of born in a, in a manger, in a stable. I had a uh, friend of mine who was a pastor who uh, did a Christmas sermon that he titled, Where's the Poop? Um, because if you've ever been in a stable, but if you look at the pictures that we use to portray Christmas, Where's the poop? Right? It's, it's this beautiful sanitized Christmas message that we have. And hey, I like it as well as anybody, right? Because in a world that's kind of sometimes upside down, it's kind of nice to feel like there's a center somewhere. And so at Christmas time, we like to focus in on the peace and, and, and everything that goes with it. But sometimes that can be a little bit difficult, Right? Um, I imagine if you live up in Kentucky right now, that this Christmas doesn't feel particularly peaceful. There are people who have lost their loved ones. There are people who have lost their livelihoods. There are people who have lost everything, all their stuff. And this Christmas, they're wondering What's going to come next? By the way, if you want to give, we helpfully put the uh, address of what we believe is a is a excellent um, group that you can give money to to help those victims. And then, you know, for the rest of us, can we just uh, say that we are hearing that there's a a new variant out there, right? Is anybody else tired of hearing about new variants? Yeah, right? 
and we wonder how many new variants there are going to be and what the next variant's going to look like. This one, is this one the one that vaccines won't be able to, to block? Is this the one that's going to be even more, uh, that the, the symptoms are going to be even worse? And, and, and is it going to be more contagious? And so right now we live in a world that, that isn't particularly peaceful. And that's just the, like the other stuff. There's, there's the stuff that's happening in your own personal life, you know, the stuff that you don't bring to church with you because you're afraid that people wouldn't understand it here. But right now, there's a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of things. And one family that I'm thinking of this Christmas season that, that's probably dealing with some, some pretty, pretty large difficulties in their life right now is the family of uh, Mesquite Police Officer Richard Houston. Uh, Richard uh, was gunned down 15 days ago. Richard's 46, same age as I am. So this kind of hits close to home. Richard got a call about a disturbance outside of a, a, a grocery store. He showed up, got out of his car, and minutes later, the suspect had shot him. And the, the suspect was severely wounded, but the suspect pulled through. And what drew me to the story was the memorial service that they had for, for Richard Houston. And at that memorial service, Richard's oldest child is a daughter. I have an oldest child that's a daughter. And Richard's daughter, Richard daughter, Richard's daughter Shelby, who's 18 years old, remembered her dad at that service. And I want to play you a clip of this because, and I want you to really pay attention to what Shelby has to say. Home has felt lonely without him here. I keep waiting for him to pull up in the driveway to come inside and tell us about some crazy car chase he got into. Or maybe even how terrible the 7-Eleven taquitos were for lunch. (laughs) You never knew it was always a surprise what he had gotten into that day. However, there was no heavier surprise than to receive a call that your dad had been shot and killed. It will be a day I never forget. I remember having conversations with my dad about him losing friends and officers in the line of duty. I have heard all the stories you can think of, but I've always had such a hard time with how the suspect is dealt with. Not that I didn't think there should be justice served, but my heart always ached for those who don't know Jesus. Their actions being a reflection of that. I was always told that I would feel differently if it happened to me. But as it's happened to my own father, I think I still feel the same. There has been anger, sadness, grief, and confusion. And part of me wishes I could despise the man who did this to my father. But I can't get any of any part of my heart to hate him. All that I can find is myself hoping and praying for this man to truly know Jesus. I thought this might change if the man continued to live, 
But when I heard the news that he was in stable condition, part of me was relieved. My prayer is that someday down the road, I'd get to spend some time with the man who shot my father. Not to scream at him. Not to yell at him. Not to scold him. Simply to tell him about Jesus. Theologian John Owen says we cannot enjoy peace in this world unless we're ready to yield to the will of God in respect to death. I wanted you to see what peace looks like. I could sit and describe to you all day long what peace is, but what I want you to know is that when you look at Shelby, that's what peace looks like. What I want you to understand is that peace is not the absence of hurt. It is not the absence of anger. It is not the absence of of wondering why. And I could describe for you, I I could write all kinds of definitions for you all day long about what peace is. But what Shelby has is peace. You heard her say she's, she's hurt. She's angry. She doesn't understand all those things. But peace looks like putting your life into Jesus' hands. And what I think, what I know, is that Richard Houston understood what peace was. Why? Because this is a quote from the assistant police chief of his, of his police squad, Doug Yates. At his memorial service, Doug said, Richard didn't just go to church. Richard walked with God each day. And Richard passed that on very clearly to Shelby. Because let me help you understand When Jesus was here on earth, his disciples went through storms. And sometimes Jesus quieted the storm, and sometimes he didn't. But Jesus was always in the boat with them. If we want to understand what peace is this Christmas season, peace is walking hand in hand with Jesus. That's what peace this Christmas looks like. And what that means is it doesn't matter what new variant of COVID is coming our way. It doesn't matter if there's a typhoon, a hurricane, a tornado, an earthquake. It doesn't matter if our marriages are stressed and strained. It doesn't matter if our children aren't doing what we wish they were doing. It doesn't matter if our job is not working out the way that we had hoped it would work out. It does not matter. Those things are not what give us or take away our peace. Don't get me wrong. Those things are difficult. And they try to intrude on our peace. What those things try to do is take our hands out of Jesus' hands. But the older I get, the more I realize that when those hard times come, the more I have to be like Jacob 
in the Old Testament who grabbed a hold of Jesus' feet or the angel and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And this is the blessing that Jesus gave to his disciples as he was preparing to leave. He said, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you will have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Please notice what Jesus didn't promise. He did not promise that everything was going to be copacetic. He promised to give you peace in the tribulation. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. This Christmas, the good news for you, the great news for you, is that no matter what's happening in your world, if everything is picture perfect, we're going to celebrate that. If it's not picture perfect, Jesus has gifted you in either one of those places, Jesus has gifted you with peace. This Christmas, he's giving you the gift of knowing that you are right with God. You can know that. Jesus' birth, Jesus' birth signaled God's gift of peace to those who accept that baby that was born in Bethlehem. That baby that would go on to be crucified at Golgotha. Jesus' life, his birth, his death show us that peace is not the absence of hurt, pain, and suffering, but rather whose hand you're holding as you encounter it. This Christmas is simple. God has gifted you with peace. Ephesians 2.14 says that he, Jesus, is our peace. Peace is found in looking at the God of the universe, Jesus, lying in a manger and walking hand in hand with the risen Jesus today. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening. 
and have a great week.